Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. I hope that you enjoyed the weekend and had opportunity to worship our great God together with others who have faith in Christ. As we embark on yet another new week, I would like to begin with a review of what was said last week. This is a concise summary. For details, be sure to get the God Is podcast and listen for the first time or listen again. You can get the free God Is podcast by visiting our website, godisministry.org. That's godisministry.org. When we left off on Friday, we were talking about the obedience of faith, and we found such faith-filled obedience in the life of Abel. And Abel is the younger brother of the man we are following in Genesis 4, and his name is Cain. This is our series, God and Cain. And at this juncture in the true story, we have been examining this contrast, this difference between the two brothers, their two offerings, and the two responses from the Lord God. The question the text prompted was this, what kind of worship is pleasing and acceptable to God? What kind of worship is pleasing and acceptable to God? As we have seen, the kind of worship God finds pleasing and acceptable is the kind Abel offered, not the kind Cain offered. Abel was accepted, but Cain was rejected. We want to be like Abel. We do not want to be like Cain. And that will become more obvious this week as we talk about Cain's attitude in Genesis 4. Now this led us to ask, what was it about Abel's offering that so pleased the Lord? The answer is in the New Testament book of Hebrews chapter 11. What we learned, again by way of review, is that worship that is pleasing and acceptable to God is worship that comes to him from the inward appearance of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 4 begins, By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith, that is the key. God wants worshipers who worship him by faith. Holy God, who sees straight into the inner heart of man, looks inward to Abel and finds the appearance of faith. And so God is well pleased with both Abel and with his offering. And what is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1 answered, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And Hebrews 11 verse 2 said that, For by faith the men of old gained approval. The men of old, like Abel, gained God's approval By their faith. The entire chapter of Hebrews 11 is dedicated to men and women of faith. And at the very end of the chapter, in verse 39, the writer of Hebrews says, And all these, having gained approval through their faith. Hebrews 11, verse 39. So Hebrews 11 starts 
and ends by saying God approved of these men and women because of their faith. Hebrews chapter 11 informs Genesis chapter 4. Hebrews 11 helps us to correctly interpret Genesis 4. For reference, let me read Genesis 4, verses 3 through 5, and then I will embark on some concluding comments on one more verse in Hebrews 11. This is the first book of the Bible, Genesis, the fourth chapter, and verses 3 through 5. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and for his offering, the Lord had no regard. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Keep that in mind as we turn back to Hebrews 11. Today I want to focus on the remainder of verse 4 and our discussion on Abel's faith. In full, Hebrews 11.4 reads, By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which Abel obtained the testimony that Abel was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though Abel is dead, Abel still speaks. Now, I have three things I want to say about the remainder of verse 4, as is always the case, and you hear me say this repeatedly to the point where you may be sick of me saying it. This verse is loaded in truth. And we could camp out here all week, seriously. But let me try and handle this succinctly so that we can keep moving in Genesis 4. Just make a mental note, all that needs to be said today, and most likely into tomorrow, cannot be said due to the ever-present time constraint. The first thing I want you to see is that God testified about Abel. This is really rather remarkable when you think about it. God testified about Abel. To testify is to bear witness. Anytime God himself testifies, God speaks of, God bears witness about a person, we definitely want to hear what God has to say. Whatever God says about this man Abel will be instructive for us. Twice the word testimony is used. Abel obtained the testimony and God testifying. The Spirit of God is letting us in on God's testimony about Abel, and we will see what God's testimony is in just a minute. But let us pause and ask ourselves, what is God's testimony about us? God surely bears witness to our lives. He is always watching. What's he saying about you and me? On what is no doubt a busy Monday, racing around, fulfilling your responsibilities and pleasures, would you be willing to pause and ask, what is God's testimony about me? Let this question convict us of sin. Let this question cause us to turn our lives around in a godly direction this next hour and for the rest of today, tonight. Is our worship pleasing and acceptable to God because we come by faith? Do we have faith in God? Do we have faith in Christ? 
What is God's testimony about us? Christians always have a testimony about what God has done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. But we must also remember that God then has a testimony about us and about what we are doing for Him. So I encourage you to think about this, friends. As promised, the second thing I want you to see is that God testified that by faith, Abel was righteous. The content of God's testimony is that Abel is righteous. And this is a big deal. So let me first define this word righteous. What does it mean to be righteous? Well, the Greek word for righteous is dikaios. Dikaios. It means approved by God or just in the eyes of God. To be righteous is to be approved by God. To be righteous is to be just in the eyes of God. Hebrews 11.4 says, Abel obtained the testimony that he was righteous. How is it that Abel is righteous? What makes it so that God approves of Abel? So God sees Abel as being just. It is Abel's faith in God. Back in the book of Romans, there's a key verse. This verse has bearing on how anyone becomes righteous in the opinion of God. I'm reading Romans chapter 4 and verse 5. Romans 4 verse 5 says, But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Notice, his faith is credited as righteousness. Ah, okay, so it is not Abel's work that he did that made him righteous. Instead, it is his faith in God that made him righteous because Abel believed in God who justified him. That is, Abel had believing faith in God, and that faith was then credited to Abel as righteousness. Also notice in Romans 4, verse 5, that God is the one who justifies. Him who justifies the ungodly is God. Only God can assess Abel. Only God can assess anyone and determine if the person is righteous or unrighteous. And that is because our righteousness comes from God. When God finds faith in Abel, God justifies Abel. God makes Abel a righteous man. Abel was a sinner. We are all sinners, and sinners are not justified. Sinners are not considered righteous because of any good in us. Romans starts, to the one who does not work. There is no good work in us. God has to declare us righteous. God has to justify the ungodly. And God does this by giving us the righteousness of his perfect son, Jesus. Righteousness is conformity to God's standard, and that is perfection. Only Jesus lived the perfect life. And so when we trust in Christ by our faith, then God imputes or God credits Christ's righteousness to those of us who have faith in Jesus. 
So faith is credited as righteousness. Abel is righteous because he had faith in God. I want to talk more about this, and we will continue to discuss this when you join me and all these other listeners as we continue to discover who God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others, and be sure and join me for the next one.